from UNH Cooperative Extension. This is relative to New Hampshire. Step into the classroom and listen in while a group of UNH students explore the underlying aspects of current issues under consideration at New Hampshire's State House. We pick apart those issues and connect with experts, all to share with you insights from our scientific community that enhance our understanding of the biological world right here in New Hampshire, home of the greatest democracy in the world. I'm your moderator, Dr. Anna Kate Wallingford. And I'm Ella. I'm a junior biology major at UNH. Now, Ella has been following House Bill 199, an act including soil health and soil conservation in the state soil conservation plan. While Ella followed this bill and attended public hearings, she reported back to the group in our weekly meeting about what she learned along the way. The group is a team of science liaisons made up of UNH students from a diverse array of departments in the College of Life Sciences and Agriculture, as well as my co-moderators, Extension's Public Engagement Program Manager, Nate Burnitz, and Extension's Public Affairs Manager, Lauren Banker. Let's start off with Ella's summary following her visit to the public hearing. So what have you learned about this bill so far, having dug into it a little bit? Like, what, what are they trying to do? Um, it seems like it's kind of just an amendment on the previous plan for soil conservation in the state, but added a lot of like focus on general soil health and also mitigation of the effects of climate change. Like it didn't include anything about, you know, climate change before. And now that is a focus. He kind of explained that the purpose of this bill is basically to put the language in place in relation to soil conservation and kind of redefine soil health because this hasn't been updated since like the 80s. What were some of the questions they asked him? It like it was honestly very different from the questions that I would have asked if I was asking questions. It was it was a lot of stuff just clarifying like why do we need language specific to climate change and stuff like that? Why are we not using environmental change? Just like kind of specific clarifications on the definitions that were used there. Yeah. I, I have a question that we might pose to our experts once we get a, a handle on it is that there may not be a direct line in a lot of people's minds about soil health and climate change, mm-hmm. right? To talk okay. about like, what do we know about the, like, the relationship between climate change and soil health? So Ella reached out to Dr. Sarita Frey to find out more. She is a professor in the Department of Natural Resources and the Environment, and she's a real fan favorite among the student body here at UNH. She teaches several classes, including Studio Soils, which I know people really, really enjoy. So yeah, we're talking about dirt here, right? Some rocks and some air and some water and maybe a little organic matter if you're lucky. But those of you who don't know how fun and exciting soil science can be, you might just want to check out this field. There's even folks who compete in soil judging contests where contestants observe soil profiles. These are layers of different kinds of dirt and they can name that profile. They can make assessments of the geomorphology that that profile came from and they can even tell you a little bit about the conditions in that field over time. It's really neat stuff. Um, Dr. Frey's research focuses on how human activities are impacting terrestrial ecosystems with an emphasis on soil biota and nutrient cycling processes. So dirt, 
really should be thought of as this whole other world supporting really unique and interesting biodiversity. There's kind of this jungle beneath our feet. I've included a link to an episode of Outside In. It's a podcast from from NHPR that highlights Dr. Frey's work and it illustrates this point really nicely by exploring the biodiversity inside the lead traffic circle, a sterile looking space if I've ever seen one. So check that out. Um, But here's Ella's conversation. All right. So I just had a couple of questions on HB 199, which was the update to the soil conservation plan in the state. They gave an updated version of what the definition of soil health is in regards to this plan. And it's stated as soil health means the overall composition of the soil, including the amount of organic matter in and water holding capacity of the soil and the continued capacity of soil to function as a vital living ecosystem that sustains plants, animals, and humans. And I was wondering if you thought that was like a sufficient definition of soil health. Yeah, soil health is, um, you know, it's one of those broad terms that a lot of people use. Um, Sometimes it's a bit of a buzzword, right? Um, And, you know, everyone defines it differently. You know, I think the, the, the point here, the important thing here is that it's kind of focused on this idea of managing soil to uh, maintain its function, you know, as it says, as a system to sustain plants, animals, and, and whatnot. You know, I would add microbes to that because soil <laughs> microorganisms and soil organisms generally are really critical to um, soil functioning. So, you know, many soil health metrics or soil health definitions include uh, microorganisms or soil organisms generally as part of that definition. I mean, I think the important thing here is that they defined it based on, you know, what they intend it to mean, because again, or many people, I guess, define soil health differently depending on the context. I, you know, I wasn't at the table, so I don't really know what their intention was specifically. So I can only speak from my own perspective. Of course. This bill kind of tends to center around, it seems like a lot of the updates to this this bill center around adding specificity when it comes to like the mitigation adaptation to climate change when it comes to like taking care of soil health. So I guess I just had the general question of how does climate change negatively impact soil health and what do you think is like the most detrimental impact that climate change is having on soil health? Yeah, so I mean, it it cuts both ways, right? So you can have um, climate change affecting soil health, but soils also are critically important for influencing the the composition of our atmosphere and influencing climate change. And actually, what I what I see from this bill is that they're actually talking about how we can, through our management of soil, reduce release of greenhouse gases from soil. And there, you know, there are a number of ways to do that. But so I think here, again, I'm just interpreting what I'm reading, but I think when they are referring to mitigation to reduce sources of greenhouse gases, they're actually saying, let's manage the soil so that we're reducing our impact on climate change, you know, from soils. Soils hold most of the carbon in the terrestrial biosphere. If you, depending on how you manage soils, they are a really critical uh, source of greenhouse gases. So carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide. 
mitigation of that is managing soils using agricultural management practices, for example, that we know can lead to reductions in the release of those greenhouse gases. I'm going to pop in here again to point on another point out another resource in our show notes. Um, There's a NASA video showing a year in the life of Earth's CO2. Please go check out this video. It's very cool. Um, You can see a visualization of CO2 gas, the accumulation of CO2 gas swirling around the globe and how accumulation ebbs and flows with the seasons. Um, The narration makes the point that CO2 levels go down in the northern hemisphere during the summer because plants are actively growing and, and using up that CO2. A major tenet of regenerative agriculture, if you're into it, teaches that Keeping soils covered with green growing plant material can contribute to balancing these greenhouse gases. Um, Cover crops can also maintain good soil health, but maintaining good soil health maintains healthy populations of microbial life. These are all parts of the equation when it comes to keeping greenhouse gases in the ground where they belong instead of up in the atmosphere. Back to Ella's conversation. All right. So what you're saying basically is that what is less the focus is how climate change is impacting the health of soil and more how positive agricultural practices mitigate climate change or like reduce the effects that we're having. So in this this bullet point seven, where they talk about mitigation, I'm just looking at the document, right? So in that bullet point where they're talking about mitigation, my interpretation of that is that they're focused on things that we can do in terms of managing soil to reduce sources of greenhouse gas. So that's kind of, yes, how can we manage soils to have um, less of an impact on climate? But for sure, there are, you know, climate change and other global changes are impacting soils by reducing, you know, potentially reducing organic matter levels and reducing um, soil fertility generally. Okay, so that is definitely a problem, but it's not necessarily what this bill focuses on. So I guess going off of that, I was curious what you thought was like the most important thing for the general public to know um, about the threats of climate change and other anthropogenic stressors on soil health. Yeah, so, you know, soils, of course, are kind of the basis for sustainable ecosystems, be that a natural system or an agricultural system, right? So it's the soil that is stabilizing the plants and providing plants with their nutrition. And so maintaining the ability of soils to function sustainably is is a really critical um, thing to think about. And the way that climate and other global changes are impacting soil, I mean, the, the the impacts are, are myriad, right? There are many, but they include things like loss of soil organic matter, which is the kind of nutrient reservoir in soils, um, reducing water holding capacity, so the ability of soils to um, store water, loss of soil biodiversity um, potentially, so which then can potentially lead to loss of, of soil functioning. But you also have to think about what is the global change that you're referring to, right? So climate change includes increasing temperatures, but it also includes changes in precipitation regimes. So that might mean more periods that are under drought, or it might also mean excess precipitation. 
you can also think about a global change as atmospheric nitrogen deposition or some other sort of pollutant as an example. And the impacts that that global change has on soils is very different than what you might see um, if you're thinking about climate warming. So I'm not giving you a very succinct answer because it's pretty complicated, right? Because it depends on the global change that you're referring to. Do you think that these updates that they've given to HB 199 will have like any actual impact on the way that soil health and soil conservation are prioritized in the state of New Hampshire through this? Uh, you know, I think it's a good question. I don't, I think this is a guiding principle, but there's no way to enforce this. So I think it's really hard to know whether it will have an impact or not. I mean, that's not a very satisfactory answer, but I mean, I do have to say, anytime we're talking about soils, it's a, a positive thing because I think many people, we don't think about soils, right? We walk on them every day and we really don't think about how critically important they are to the functioning of ecosystems. Again, not just uh, natural ecosystems, but our agroecosystems too. There's just so much that happens in the soil that's critical for ecosystem sustainability. And I think we neglect soils. And so, you know, I'm happy to see that it's being discussed at the level of the state legislature. I got to be honest, before I, um, before like I took on this bill as part of the project, I, I didn't really know very much about this at all. I didn't really think about it very much at all. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so important. Like, why isn't it talked about more? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a well-kept secret for some reason. Yeah. So yeah, this is all really cool stuff. And of course, we are just scratching the surface. Dr. Frey recommended some other videos, which I have included in the show notes. Check them out. I'll also put a plug in for part one of Ella's work following House Bill 199, where she covers the role soil conservation has on farm resilience and how soil health practices can help farmers mitigate some of the extreme weather patterns that we're facing along with climate change. So thank you so much to Dr. Sarita Frey and thanks to you for listening. Relative to New Hampshire is a production of UNH Cooperative Extension, an equal opportunity educator and employer. All music is used by permission or by Creative Commons licensing. UNH Cooperative Extension is a nonpartisan organization. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the university, its trustees, or its volunteers. Inclusion or exclusion of commercial enterprises in this podcast does not equate endorsement. The University of New Hampshire, New Hampshire counties, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture cooperate to provide extension programming in the Granite State. This podcast was made possible by the UNH Extension Internship Program. If you're interested in supporting great work like this for the future, learn more at extension.unh.edu internships.